are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay continues his series on soul winning. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 and 18 it reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Christians today have forgotten what our true purpose is. We need to inspire joy in heaven by winning souls. So let's listen into this anointed word and work to fulfill the Great Commission. Be blessed.
together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. My announcers are on vacation. So today, I came with that announcement. Hallelujah. But Jesus announces me. The Holy Spirit announced me. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Well, let's rise to our feet and pray. Rise to your feet. Put your hand on your heart. Let me not be good for nothing. Make me good for something. Make me good for something. I am not good for nothing. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, pray, pray the, to the Lord. Father, have mercy on me and make me good for something. Let me not be good for nothing. Let me not be good for nothing. Let me not be good for nothing. I appreciate you, Father. I give you glory. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today speak to us. Let your perfect will be done. In our lives. Have your way. In Jesus name. Amen. Wonderful. Please you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well today. Our, our service is special. You know. Like I told you last week. You see the t-shirts that we are wearing here. You know. Well, this is for, for Mark. As you can see, right? Is it Mark behind me? Is it Mark? I don't even know what it is. So Mark is behind me. Now, initially, we were going to put the Mark in front. Then I thought it through. And I said, you know, we are defined by Jesus. And our secondary nature is the group we belong to. So let Jesus come to the front. Let Mark go to the back. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Is it a good idea? Is there a problem with it? Or you want us to get you new t-shirts with Mark in front and Jesus at the back? What do you want? Oh, let him be happy. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm just explaining to you why the t-shirts are the way they are. Do you like my t-shirt? Like yours better. Isabella doesn't like my teacher. Isabella, what color do you belong? Black. So that's, you like that one? But Michael, get up, let her see. You prefer that to mine? Can't believe it. 
Black Darkness. <laughs> well, the gold is a sign of the temple. Rich at heart. Okay? So that's why we put gold for the temple. God said, let everything be decked with gold. So that's why we put gold. Gold takes away everything else that the t-shirt may represent. Hallelujah. Yeah. Bible says, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. But we chose gold because that's the purest, that's the first one that God wants us to. In a great house, there are vessels, number one, of gold. You'll be a vessel of gold in Jesus' name. Say amen. Yeah. Your vessel will be a vessel of gold. A vessel of gold. Hallelujah. And so today, I just want to share for a short time. And then we'll separate that into our various basentes, like we said. You know, um, forgive the shepherds for traveling, you know. <laughs> and um, that's the reason why, you know, most of the shepherds uh, had a vacation. Because on the labor day weekend, we decided, no, let's stay. So if I knew, I would have rearranged everything. Okay. Say, it's okay, it's okay. Well, last week we started sharing something very important. Something, um, so today is Basenta Family Sunday. Basenta, somebody say, Basenta Family. Basenta Family Sunday. So we're going to have one such family Sunday every month. And I believe today is the beginning. So if you haven't gotten your t-shirt, your t-shirt is at the back. It's only $10. You pay, you pick it up. I told you, that in case you don't have money to pay for it, look for somebody who's wearing one and point to them and say, hey, it looks like God has blessed you. Freely have you received, freely give. Therefore, either give your t-shirt to me or buy one for me. Usually they won't give this, they'll buy one for you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Now, if you have money and you do that, you will lose your money. I'll say it again. If you have money and you lie that you don't have money. Even the one that you have, you lose it. Bible says, he that had not, even the one thing that he had, he will lose. So don't lie because of that. You know, don't lie. If you, oh yeah, I forgot my money, so buy one for me. It's okay. You just point to Amelia or Rosemary or Brother Michael. Just don't point to me. Because if you point to me, you can easily get two. Clap for the Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right. So last week we started sharing about the importance of soul winning, reasons why. You know, in life, when you don't have a reason to do something, you don't do it well. Do you realize that? Yeah. Generally, in life, if you don't understand something, you don't do it well. So the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, I believe, it says that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. In all thy getting, get understanding. So you see, wisdom is a principal thing, but there's something that makes wisdom important. Wisdom is the correct way of doing things. Proper application of knowledge to get results is wisdom. Okay. Now, so it means that wisdom is a proper way of doing things. But if you don't have understanding, you will never get wisdom. 
you know, they'll never do things right. You see, so you may have knowledge. You go into school, you have knowledge. So that's fine. You finish school. But if you don't have wisdom, you can't apply the knowledge to even get a job. Yeah. So there are people who finish school, but they don't have jobs because they lack a certain wisdom. They don't know how to apply their knowledge to get... See, knowledge is taught in school, but wisdom is not taught in school. Knowledge is acquired from books, but wisdom is something else. God gives wisdom experiences give wisdom age gives wisdom okay and all that now even when you have wisdom you don't necessarily do well okay wisdom is profitable to direct but that sometimes you've been given wisdom you had knowledge all your knowledge was i need to marry then you, you no 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 it's not just enough to marry but the wisdom is that you marry at the right time. You marry the right person. You marry with the right motives. All these things, it's wisdom. It sets you up properly. Now, understanding is what motivates you to even apply the wisdom. Because you understand why. Have you not seen people that you are actually speaking to, but the you know, Bible says, cast not your pearl before the swine. Wisdom, you are giving to somebody. But they, they will turn around and beat you. They can't receive it. And sometimes you look at somebody, I'm for real. Are you turning? You really making this decision? You can see the person is killing himself. And they lack understanding. So understanding is the basis, is, is, is why. Understanding means why am I doing this? So knowledge is what to do, wisdom is how to do. Understanding is why to do. Believe me, when you have an understanding of why you're doing things, eh, you will figure out how to do it and you will know what to do. So in all you're getting, get understanding. That's why a lot of our teachings, you know, don't, don't just expect the pastor to just give you emotional things. But if we give you an understanding why, it will last longer. All right, so many people don't win souls because they don't understand why they should. And so last week, we started learning why. And we learned from also, is it Proverbs 23, verse 7, that um, they keep saying, oh, eat and all that. But, you know, the wisdom is actually what defines a man. No, it's that eat, drink, he says, but it's hard to know. But the first part is for as he thinks, as he thinks, that's the way you think. So is he. Your way of thinking is what makes you who you are. It's true. I mean, if I get somebody, you know that there are people who walk naked around. They just walk, they can walk inside naked and they have nothing wrong. Grown-ups, I'm not talking about babies. Why? Because their mind is not working. You know, they are they need a psychiatric examination. So as a man thinks, so is he. You see that his thinking makes him walk naked. You get the point. And so you realize that even the fact that you walk clothes here, you are thinking correctly in a certain way. Yeah. But thinking. So when you also see people who wear half-naked things around, they are, it's a way they are thinking. You see? So your thinking defines you, makes you who you are. Everybody is a product 
of your thinking process. Everybody. So what school does is try to change your thinking. What God does in even church is to change your thinking. So the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It means you can change when your mind is changed. Yeah. For example, when I got married, I had a certain mind. I had never seen, my, my parents never held hands, never hugged. I never saw them hugging each other or kissing each other. I don't even know how they make babies. I still feel they, they had no business making babies because they couldn't even hold hands. They never went to a restaurant together. No. Never once. My parents took me to a restaurant. It's never happened. You guys, you take things for granted. Yeah. They take you to a restaurant. You don't even eat. My pa Your parents took you to a restaurant, maybe. You, uh, you lived in a rich area. That's why. Did your parents take you to a restaurant? Are you sure? I'm serious. Why? Why didn't they take you? <laughs> I can't explain. <laughs> yeah? Did you see your mother and your father ever kissing? No. I think it's an African problem. Oh, it's a black problem. I think it's a black problem. Because Brian Michael never, I saw him never kissing his wife, too. I, I don't know what it is. It may not be a black problem. But maybe it's a, a generational problem. But it's a background problem. Now, but... I kiss my wife. I take my wife to the restaurant. I hold her hands. I tease her. I pinch her. Yeah. I buy a gift for her. I tell her I love you. I never heard my father say I love you. Not even I like you to my mother. I saw him giving money and all that. Now, it is that way of thinking that I had. So I never had endearment. So girls didn't like me. I said, oh no, yeah. Handsome as I was, girls didn't like me. Because you come here, I will, you will be like nothing. No, it was terrible. I felt there was something wrong with me. Because my thinking was not correct. Until I came to church, and I was taught in the church how to treat the opposite sex, how to treat a lady how to treat another man, how to treat people. Yeah. You know, last week, my son called me that he took my daughter, mommy, to a restaurant and was ranting and raving. You know, huh? I will not take her to a restaurant again. I will never take her to a restaurant. I said, why? So because she wasted the food. I took her to a buffet, China buffet. Everything, eat all you can. I used my mind. I've worked my heart out and I've given... I paid all for dinner. And she only picked the food and went away. I will never take her to a restaurant again. I said, wow. Why? No, because it's a waste. It's a waste. I said, brother, calm down. Your thinking is wrong. Your mother behaves the same way. So should I not take your mother to a restaurant? I've taken your mother to a restaurant many times. And out of that, we go. And now you boys have come. You eat everything. And I said, your thinking has a problem. And I told him why. I said, he has, well, you know, I had only boys. So he said, you've been living with boys all your life. Thank God that I gave your mother a girl. And I said, 
your mind has been shaped by the way you treat your brothers. When they go to a restaurant, they eat everything. And I said, don't treat this girl like a boy. And I said, be happy that I brought you, I give birth to one more girl for you. If you don't learn how to treat a girl, you will suffer in your marriage. And in case you are dating somebody, you took the person to a restaurant, the lady didn't eat. Is that how you're going to behave? Then you will never marry. And I said, change your mind. Girls, you don't take them to a restaurant for what they will eat. You take them for the company. Whatever they eat doesn't matter. Clap for the Lord Jesus. They may not even eat the food just so that they will show dainty. But it's okay. I paid for your company, not for the food. And so I said, when I take your mother, I said, choose the best restaurant. I go, spend the money, but she doesn't eat. But I eat her company. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So, don't say you won't take her to a restaurant again. In fact, as a matter of fact, you'll take her to a restaurant this week again. Yeah. And you will learn. Otherwise, your wife one day will call me that my husband is angry because of this and this. So I said, use her to learn how to treat a woman so that when you marry, I will not be called by a wife. Clap for Jesus. What was I doing? I was changing his thinking to shape him, prepare him to be a good husband. You don't prepare somebody to be a good husband by giving the person money or a good job. It's their thinking. They are rich fools. Mm. You better not marry one. So in the same way, they are, they, are, they are Christian fools who don't know why they should win souls. Because their mind is not correct. Their mind hasn't changed. So not that Christians are bad people. Most of us here don't win souls. Most of us here come to church alone. Maybe God is teaching you something by looking, look at the empty chair. It's because a certain thinking has not come to us. That is why you would take a lady to a restaurant and say, I won't take you anymore. That is why you come to church. I won't bring anybody. I'll sit in my beautiful car alone. Selfish Christian. If you are, that's how you are. That's how you are. Sit in a nice car, beautiful job, and come to a beautiful church to listen to a beautiful sermon from a beautiful pastor. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Anointed by the beautiful Holy Ghost, sent to us by beautiful Jesus, by a beautiful God. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So, what are the reasons? And we said, number one, we need to do because it's the great commandment, the great commission, the great mandate. That's the reason why. So, every Christian must be a soul winner because it's the great mandate. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 28, from verse 18, he said, and he said, all power is given unto me, both in the heaven and on the earth. Verse 18. All, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, verse 19, keep going. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all the commandments I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Amen. And so, well, that's one of the reasons. Because that is the great commission. 
Jesus gave the great commandment just before he left. This was the last verse in the book of Matthew. The very first book of the New Testament was punctuated, was, was sealed, was signed of the signature. Final word was this. The final word of the first book, the greatest commandment. Go. Not sit like most church members do. Isabella, what you do in church is you sit. But Jesus said, go. If you, are, you sit and you cross your legs with your jewelry, nice hair, beautiful heart, nice smile. But we should be going, not coming. It will never be a wrong thing, and we will do it as part of our outreach. For us to once in a month come to church, and when we come to church, just like we do a short sermon, and then we break into Bacentes, she do a short sermon and go out and win souls and bring them. And that will be the service for the day. Clap for Jesus. No, no, I'm preparing you by the grace of God. I'm preparing you. We wear our t-shirts like this. We come, meet, and then we go. Because that's the greatest... That is the mission of the church. Not to even preach sermon after sermon to the same people. You are very selfish. If you keep having sermon after sermon, you have no right to do that when somebody has not even heard one sermon before. So it's a great commission. And we must obey it, right? Spencer, must obey it. You sit in church, it's great. But you go, it's greater. Jesus told this to the people that were seated. And he said, go. Number two is, you must be a soul winner because we are all called to this great work of soul winning. The Bible says many are called, few are chosen. And that's where I read the scripture also in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17 down, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says that, you know, for we, are, you know, if any man be in Christ, therefore, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, right? All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become, uh -huh. all things have become new. And then he goes on to explain, when you're born again, what's your responsibility? Then uh, verse 18, keep going. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself uh -huh, through Jesus Christ. You can use the Amplified. Amplified. And has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile men to himself. He's given it to the church. You know, the thing that hurts me is that all of us, we hear these nice sermons and we go home and we relax. Do you know that? Because last week you had a very nice sermon. But you didn't do anything about it. We didn't do anything about it. Do you get the point? Didn't you hear me preaching this message? Did you do anything differently? No, you didn't. Brian Michael. Spencer, did you do anything? If yeah, did you do? So am I wasting my time? Is this sermon good for nothing? Are you going to behave the same way? Is it a waste? Mimi, you heard me preach this message. Junior, did you hear this message last week? Have you done anything differently since you left? <laughs>
No or yes? No. No, no, it's not a trying. You see, that's, you see, that's how Christians behave. They pretend they are doing something. By using nice words, I'm trying. Do you get the point? And that's a typical, I'm happy Junior said that. Because all Christians say, we're trying. What is a trying? Okay, so let's say Junior's statement is true. At least he's trying. He's making the attempt. He's making the effort. So this week, let's be like Junior. Let's try. Clap for Junior. Let's try. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but let's try. Let's make the effort. Do you get the point? Look, make the effort. You cannot win souls. You can attempt. Attempt great things for the Lord. Attempt. You can only try. I can write an exam, but to pass or to fail is not up to me. It's up to the examiner. Well, partly up to me. My efforts, what it brought is what it will show. Okay? So, let's do this. Doris, let's do this. Let's try. Make an attempt to brought, bring a soul to Christ. Okay? So, many of you were called to do this. Bible says, all things are for, from God. Who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself. That's what he did for us. Received us into favor. Brought us into harmony with himself. And gave to us the ministry of reconciliation. Gave us the job. It's not for, any, it's not for the ministry of health. It's not for the ministry of education. It's not for social workers. Nobody does that. Not for policemen. It's for the Christian church. He's given that mandate to only us. If we don't do it, it will never be done. Never. Never be done. And if I keep preaching to you prosperity without responsibility, you'll be shocked. Okay? He says that it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling their sins and committing to us that message of reconciliation, of restoring men to his favor. It was God who was doing it through Christ, and he would do it through us. And then finally, he says in the next verse, uh, verse 20, so we are Christ's ambassadors. We are Christ's ambassadors. Is that my announcer coming that late? Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal. You're fired. This <laughs> is amen. Looking nice. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God making his appeal as it were through us. Tell somebody, you are the ambassador. We as Christ's personal representatives beg you. We beg you. You should go to the point of begging people to win souls. Beg you for his sake, to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. Hallelujah. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, it has been given to us to do it. Then the third reason, you must be a, a soul winner because eh, you were created to carry out good works of soul winning. See, and I read that to you also here. And then, and then the fourth reason why we must be soul winners. Did we get to the fourth we must be soul winners because soul winning gives great joy and energizes the Christian. <laughs> Write it down. Soul winning brings 
great joy to energize the Christian. Now, every soul winner, every Christian who is not a soul winner, you don't have joy the way you should have it. I'll say it again. Sion, you think dancing is what gives you joy. Judith, to find yours you are with Sion. That's nothing. When you actually start, mommy, winning souls and bringing people to Christ, you will have more joy. It's the truth. Christianity is boring without fruitfulness. Say, Christianity is boring without You will see that Christians who are soul winners are the most excited Christians. Christianity just coming selfishness is boring. I'll say it again. Selfishness is boring. I can assure you, if you go to heaven alone, you will regret it. Everyone here, you are in for the greatest surprise that the heaven that should be happy, if you go alone, you'll be so sad. You see, the greatest rejoicing is with people who populated heaven with their activities, not who populated their lives with childbearing. Yeah. I'll tell you again. The, the Bible says, and I want to read it to all of us, you know, and Luke chapter 10 from verse 3. Jesus sent people. In fact, let's read Luke chapter 10 from verse 1. Read it to me, Luke chapter 10. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others. I'm asking 70 people today to go and send them two by two before his face in every city and place where he himself was about to go. Watch this, to go and win souls. Then he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. In other words, I have a big church, but only few people work in the church. Said so the harvest is great, eh? The Lord has harvested a lot, but only few. The laborers are very few. Like in this church, the real laborers are very few. Very few. I'm encouraging you, you'll be excited. You will have happiness in heaven. You watch it. Therefore, pray ye the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into his harvest. That is Jesus' prayer. Jesus said, my prayer is what you need to pray. Pray that more people will do so winning. You know, Jesus didn't give many prayer topics, but this was one. He said it over and over and over again. His prayer over and over and over again. Jesus' prayer over and over again. Yeah. In Matthew chapter 9, he said the same thing. He saw the multitude, he said that the harvest is plenteous. But let's finish this. He said, go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among you. Go. Go and do it. Then he says, carry no money, knapsack, sandals, or anything. Greet no one. Don't mind anybody who is restricting. Sometimes we don't do it because we look at people. and say, oh man, what will they say? We are fanatics. They will say, we, well, since when did you also become an evangelist? I know you. You are a very bad person. Today you are telling me to come to church. Don't care about them. Don't care about them. Because sometimes we really feel bad. Because we haven't been nice to people. We have not been nice. It's okay. It's okay. We are not perfect. We are being sent into people who are also not perfect. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Okay. So, but whichever house you enter, first say peace to this house. It means do door-to-door -door evangelism and say peace. I brought you peace. Eh? Found hope in Jesus. Who has found peace? Brad, Spencer, come. Come and show it. Found. If you come. If you come. You are not as nice. If you come. <laughs> Yeah, found peace in Jesus. Okay, but I can't because I can't point to a 
her chest. Her husband might feel something. Found, you see that? You see that? I can't do this to fear. I chose the wrong species. Oh, 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 brother, brother, let's come with your wife and come and demonstrate it. Yeah. Found peace. Uh, are you crying with your wife? You can't do it. Eh? Ah, okay. <laughs> Found peace. Found peace in Jesus. When you go, say peace to this house. That's why we make these t-shirts. Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. So I intentionally did it. We use it for our center. We'll use it for outreach as well. Bigger. So can you imagine we go for outreach and we're wearing these things? The first you can announce to the person. When you go anywhere they meet, tell them this is the first announcement. So we announce with our t-shirt. Clap for Jesus. That's why I changed it. When you go first, first thing they must hear, peace to this house. Hope to this house. I found love. He said, look, look, come, come, brother. Oh, no, I can't do it. Come. Found love. In Jesus. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Where's the other color? Found new life. I have rise to your feet, please. Find new life in Jesus. That's it. New life in Jesus. Found new life. So do that. Now watch this. What happens? Verse 6 and verse 7. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. Then verse 7. And remain in that house. Whatever. But verse 17. Verse 17 says that, and after these things, the 70 returned with joy. Clap for the Lord. We will return with joy. Say, Lord, even demons are subject to us by your name. They return with joy. The Christians, when you, so you will return with joy. It's a very happy thing. It's a very happy experience. Maybe you haven't spoken to somebody who gave his life. Look at what Sister Leah just said. She was about to take her life until somebody preached to her and she gave her life. Life is nicer when you give your life, not when you take your life. Clap for Jesus. Life is nicer when you give your life for somebody. You give, you sacrifice your life. Christianity, without sacrifice, you will never be like Jesus. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. It comes when you give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Please, let me encourage you as a Christian. You may not hear this anywhere. It's not a typical Sunday morning message. Sunday typical morning message, you are blessed. God is blessing you. And indeed, God is blessing you. The greatest blessing God will bless you with is the blessing of soul winning. That's a sign that he's anointed you. His spirit is upon you. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. And he said, they return with joy. But finally, I want to say this before we break up into our sessions. The final, the next thing is that there is great rejoicing by your angels. Eh? I'll say it again. You must be a soul winner because soul winning generates divine joy, support, and protection from heaven. So, soul winning brings you joy, but brings even more importantly, brings joy to heaven. I'll say it again. So when we've learned, they return with joy. When you win souls, you will be a happy person. You'll be a Christ, an excited person. Rosemary, your Christianity is boring without Christ, without soul winning. It's boring. I can assure you, that's why you won't read your Bible. Yeah. 
Christianity, you will never read your Bible. You will never um, um, pray. You, know, you don't need anointing. You don't need it. But when you start winning souls and becoming involved, the business of Christianity is not money business. It's not bless me business. The business currency is souls. How profitable is a Christian is not in how many miracles or testimonies you even have. I'll say it again. Your testimonies don't define your success as a Christian. Your fruitfulness is what defines success. How profitable are you? It's not ability to come and give a testimony. Since you gave the testimony, what have you done with the testimony? Remember, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb first before testimonies came. What have you done with the blood before the testimonies? Yeah. And so you could see that really Christianity is the most fruitful Christians are the most profitable Christians. So that's why I don't want to be good for nothing. What have you profited the kingdom since you came into the kingdom? It's like they take you into a business. Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 2 verse 49, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Or else, since you came to America, how many souls have you won? You've gotten a lot of dollars, but what about souls? Shame on you. Your profit is only in dollars. But what about souls? Look, this earth will live only for 70 or 80 years. Eh? The rest is eternity. Or uh, The sad thing is that every dollar you accumulate here, it will leave, you will leave it here. Even your house, they won't put you in your house. They'll put you outside in the dust. And somebody will leave you. But the things that you accumulate eternally will follow you to heaven. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That is why I'm a physician, but I'm also a pastor. I want both worlds. I want both blessings. Yeah. All of you would not be in this church if I had not made the decision to do what I'm doing. I am not a, a, a professional priest. And it doesn't take a professional priest to do what I'm doing. It takes obedience to the decision to be fruitful for God. Clap for the Lord Jesus. And I'm not poor. I am not poor by any standard, by the grace of God. And I believe it's because of what I'm doing for the Lord. I am not poor. And I don't expect to be poor by God's grace. God rewards faithfulness and fruitfulness. Which business have you entered that you are not paid? Even your boss pays you. Evil as he is, he pays you. And if I'm serving God, will he not pay me? Clap for the Lord Jesus. Keep watching. Keep watching. My car will drive it. It will not give me any problem. Because he's part, I'm part of his workers. And he's supposed to make sure my car works well. He's supposed to make sure my marriage works well. He's supposed benefits, benefits of profitability is what I'm talking about. Many Christians, we come asking God for benefits, but we never commit anything to that. Heaven rejoices and the benefits flow when you are profitable. What have you profited the Lord since you became a Christian? What is the basis to say, how can you enter a job and you don't work? Christianity is the Lord's business. 
not the Lord's restaurant. It's a business. Jesus' statement, his first statement as a child, entering Christianity, I must be about my father's business. It's a business of souls. The returns are souls. So you are some of my business prophets by the grace of God. You are some of my prophets in my business. I'm individual. I, you are be- some of you are better than me, I'm telling you. Oh yeah. I'm not better than any of you. And if you rise up and you win souls, you form a little basenta here, a little fellowship here. It will grow. Eh? It will become like this. This is nothing. You watch it. We will have a cathedral one day full of people by grace of God. And you will be one of the preachers. You will be one of the center leaders because of your soul winning activities, which is sparing off from today. Yeah. That's the prophet of Christianity. Alright. Don't be deceived. God didn't bring you to America just to make dollars, but to make souls. Are we? You've had enough dollars. Have more souls. Spencer, what are you going to use it for? God has no limit to what you can do. But Michael, you are better off since you started serving God and winning souls. You are richer. You are richer. And I promise you and I prophesy and I proclaim. Anybody here who take this mandate, mandate, you will be richer far more than you are now. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Far more. Far more. You are joking. This is your, how much dollars do you have anyway? How much do you have anyway? Bible says the blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. How much do you have anyway? I don't have time to go and do the Lord's business, but you have time to go and do, what business do you, hair business? Clean patients, poo-poo. But when it comes to bringing souls, you say, no. Carry on. Yeah, to go and type a few words for somebody who doesn't even appreciate you. The Lord who sent his son to die for you. He said, my son is dead already. He can benefit many more people. Extend this sacrifice to others so that they will also experience the blessing that I want to bring them. God loves sinners. Loves the sinners. Yeah. Bible says in Luke, yeah, chapter 15 and verse 7, Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God in heaven over one sinner that repents. Look, when you make heaven happy, the blessings flow. Clap for the When you make heaven happy. Yeah. I remember. Anytime I'll make my father happy, the money flows. Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. When you make the boss happy, the promotion flows, right? Your bonus is usually related to your profitability and fruitfulness. Yeah, your performance. God is better at giving bonuses than any boss you've ever met, including the bonuses he gives. Causes your boss to give. Bible says, the heart of the decision maker or the king is in the hands of the Lord. And like rivers of water, he turns it the way you should go. Yeah, he can make your boss like you, eh? Like you, eh? We did 
um, um, Daniel's principles of prayer. Daniel, the boss liked him. Every boss liked him. And at a point, even the boss said, let me promote you above me. Now, I want to promote you above me. I've given you ownership and leadership of everything. Now, I want, it's not enough. That's how big it is when you serve God. You see, America has a way of making us serve mammon. The Bible says you can't serve God and mammon. And this. You serve money so much that it's like the money is first and God is second. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. The day you put God first, you see that money is nothing to God. He just prays it. He said, I will give you good measure. You finish the good measure. He said, I'll press it down. You don't have space. He said, I will run it, shake it, shake it until it runs over. Until your blessing has run over, you have not seen nothing yet. Let God be the source of your strength, the source of your joy. Let making God happy be the thing that excites you. Let your father, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, jobs, they exist, eh? Favor, they exist, eh? Happiness, it exists, eh? God, even if you have a woman in your house, you call your wife. You can bring a beautiful, bombastic, with big breasts, big everything. But you may never have a wife in your whole life. You may never. God can give you a boy. You say, you want a child, want, you get a child. But it may, that child may never be your son. Never behave like your son. You will cry. I don't mean you. I'm saying that it can happen. But it doesn't have to. It's God who makes your child to become a son to you. You know, recently, yesterday, I called my children in Ghana. They, finish, they are finishing the exams. And I said, you know what? This year, summer, I think I should stay there. You know, because we're busy. So, Daddy, we want to come home to you. We want to come home. We want to come to Mommy and Daddy. It doesn't happen in young, 20 years, 25, 22 years. It is God who makes it happen. It is God. So I came here, my son drove, said, Daddy, let me collect your things. 22 years old. Yeah. Listen, whatever you have, God will make it better. Because there's rejoicing in heaven. will make it better. Friends, friends, friends. Make it better. Even your body, you don't like your stomach, your stomach will be nice to you. Oh, yeah. I am telling you by experience and by the testimony. Bible says we have this true word, sure word of prophecy. Everything I'm telling you, I'm quoting a scripture. Can't you just see that your little winning, tweety little effort don't yield nothing? How much? Where has it sent you? It's only tears. Dedicate major in pleasing God and minor in pleasing yourself. He says in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. The last days. Learn to love God enough to be like Jesus. To say that it is your business that I'm interested in. And the business of souls. I challenge you, start today. Don't come next week with your selfish face. Not you, but that person. I challenge you. I challenge you that you know, I know you're going to get busy this week. Busy for dollars. Remember, even that, uh, to enjoy you, have you had money that you didn't have, you didn't have happiness before? It can happen. 
even the things to eat, it is God that makes it tasty. Today, I challenge you, as you go about your business, go about the business of the Lord this week. The business, let your dollar business be here and so business hand in hand. You live that life and watch your life having your natural and the supernatural coming to act. Clap for Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my life, what you see naturally has a high supernatural component. I tell you, a doctor cannot preach like this. It's a supernatural thing. Yeah. A doctor, a boy with an accent cannot congregate people like It's not possible. It's a supernatural part. Yeah, my background cannot marry that lady, pastor, bishop, sister. I don't have what it takes. It's a supernatural part. It's because I've committed, look, Lord, I will do your business. I will do your business. I know, I know that my business is study. I'm a child. I know that my business is to be here. I know my business is to take care of patients because I'm a doctor. I know my business is to run, to run people, Brother Michael, drive people around. But there is a higher business. It's called a higher calling. A higher calling. Whatever you are called to, there's a higher calling. Above your calling is the calling to be profitable in souls. And I pray that none of my church members, I don't care that you think that my preaching is not nice. But you watch. Compare my preaching to any preaching anywhere. And see what the preaching has brought you. If you will only apply what I'm saying. That supernatural life you're looking for. New life is in Christ and it's in obedience. Eh? It's in being fruitful. Fruitful. Christians are very selfish. Fruitless. And they really, really serve their stomachs. Most of us do that. You watch Think about yourself. Don't think about the next person. You are a very selfish, stomach-serving, belly-serving Christian. You are, that's who you are. Everything is about you. Selfish, but never thinking about God. How much do you think about God? How much do you think about making God happy? Think about it. And if you start today, watch it. Here's it. The Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 29, Jesus said, He that sent me is with me. The Father has not forsaken me because I do always the things that please him. Clap for Jesus and rise to your feet. I challenge you. I said I challenge you, Oral. I challenge you. Amelia, I challenge you. Don't just have babies. Have fruits for the Lord. I challenge you. Isabella, I challenge you. I challenge you today. I challenge you. If I challenge you, don't let, let, I wish we'll have testimonies that people come and say, look, for the first time, I want two souls in a week. That's the testimony. You see that person's life change, transform. Leah, your testimony is beautiful, but I like the part that somebody wanted. So the person should be able to testify somewhere. Somebody was about to take their lives. I preached to the person and the person gave their life to Christ and is even giving a testimony. That's a beautiful... You will have that testimony in Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. Put your hand on your heart. Say the Lord forgive me. I will be fruitful. I will be like Jesus. I will be profitable, Lord. My life has been too selfish, self-centered, dollar-centered, 
I've never thought about your souls. I repent. Help me. Anoint me to be a soul winner. To make heaven happy. Not just me happy, but to make you happy. My angels happy. Your angels happy. And heaven happy. Bless me with that anointing. In Jesus' name. Now, with all eyes closed, if you are here, you don't know Jesus as your personal savior. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to serve the Lord with your life from today. You don't want to take your life, but you want to give your life to Jesus. And start again and start afresh and surrender. If you want to give your life to Jesus for real, you're on Zoom or you are here, lift up just your right hand, wherever you are. Anybody you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to surrender. You know, next week, there will be many who will give their life to Christ. God bless you. God bless you. But I did that. That's a, come, let me pray for you. Clap. If you lift your, your hand, come, 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 come to the front. Join them, join them. Anybody who lift, you lifted your hand, I want to pray for you. Come, come to the Lord. You lifted your hand, come. I want to pray for you. And on Zoom as well. And everybody say this prayer after me. My sister, repeat this. Lift up your hand and say, Almighty Father, I come to you with all my sins. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I believe in Jesus the Christ that he died for me and God raised him from the dead. By this confession of faith, I am born again. I am a child of God for real. Please write my name in the book of life and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You're blessed. Amen. You're blessed. Wow. Weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on Zoom at meeting ID 934-809-4313 or in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed. Be blessed.